Well, greetings and welcome to another episode of Fishing Without Bait, where we attempt to envision a life and help people uh, participate in a life without definitive expectations, where we set ourselves up for possible failure and possible disappointment. Remember, uh, goals and ambitions are wonderful, however, they can only be accomplished by action and effort in the present. Well, Mr. Mike, uh, let the circle be unbroken. We meet again. Hello again, Jim. I'm down here in the studio, hanging out, talking some mindfulness and indeed the wheel. People. The wheel turns, does it not? Indeed, the wheel keeps turning. And a hundred blessings to you, my friend. A hundred to you. A hundred to you. So at point at some point, I gotta I gotta ask you how you keep track. Oh, I keep track. So start thinking about that. I do not. Just go until it, just it go feels and, like a hundred. I just go until I feel like I've blessed everyone and every place, thing, and situation that I can think of. Oh, okay. Particular. Some some people I actually double bless. Mm-hmm. Really, to tell you the truth. So we're in a new year, Mike. In a new year, uh, according to people who think it's important to track time. Okay, many of them. Let me ask you something: Do dogs or cats care about time? Only they're waiting for me to come back home with their treat. Indeed, indeed. Do children have any conception of time at all? No. A none. Zero. Are most children happy? Really and truly, are they? If they're, if, they're, if they're taken care of, are they happy? Yeah, I think kids are mostly born happy. They're smiling. They're, Absolutely. You know, after that initial trauma of being born. <laughs> sure. Sure. So do you think there's any connection between a child having no conception of time at all and being happy? What do you have to worry about at that point or, or, or have a need or, or anything that you're concerned with? Absolutely. So, again, we'll get into time on a future uh, podcast again because it's a self-constructed. It's, it's, it's a self-constructed by, by man. Okay? So we, we try to impose our will on time just like we try to impose our will on everything. So, Mike, at times I feel that uh, time is an unfathomable mystery. And our minds don't like that feeling. Remember, our minds like to be in control, do they not? Right, right, or at least at least feel that way. Right, and if you remember, we talked about those concepts of consonance and dissonance, where our mind doesn't like disharmony or dissonance, and we try to create consonance. We try to we try to make our ourselves feel better by by justification, by denial, by avoidance, any type of defense mechanisms. So we like to be in control, Mike. We like to be in control. So we label, we label time. We give it words like year, century, day, minute, second, and so on, which really and truly have no meaning. Right. They're only, only the meanings that we give to them. So again, we come back to the two topics that we talk about the most, time and choice. So where does mindfulness fit into that? Mindfulness is all about the present moment, being aware, paying attention on purpose. So really time, time doesn't exist in mindfulness, Mike. It does not exist. So, and again, it's a conscious choice to participate in the in the moment, to participate in mindfulness. So, remember, Mike. And again, as we as we discover the uniqueness of each moment, okay, and as we move from present moment to present moment, that present moment becomes timeless. It becomes timeless. There is no time. There is no time, and you will never ever be bored again. When you find the uniqueness of each moment, never be bored again. Can you imagine that? To never be bored again. 
And I think that's uh, really important for a lot of people, you know, for commuters, for 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 people that have to deal with the day to day tasks. And you know, how many people are like, you know, I'm so bored, can't wait to get home, I can't wait to do this. And now they're pushing their time frame, their their mind. Again, we were talking about time travel before. You know, I can't wait to get to the weekend. I can't wait to get to this. And now it's just like, oh, I gotta get to this thing. You know, and and and, and it's a different kind of time travel than what we talked about. Sure. So let's talk about people in uh, that are incarcerated, people that are in prison. Got nothing and, but time. And one of the one of the most inhumane things that we do is keep people in solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. Okay, some some people can handle it, and some people literally go insane in in that type of atmosphere. So what's the difference between the people that go insane and the people who who do not? Is it a need for stimulation? Well, there's a need for stimulation, but also it's it's the mindfulness aspect of finding the uniqueness of each moment, finding the uniqueness of each moment, and not letting yourself be overwhelmed by what you would consider the sameness of each day. Okay, so uh, remember when we talk about when we talk about uh, this type of mindfulness activity, we always talk about reinforcement, do we not? Reinforcement? Do we not? I heard a, uh, I heard a particular uh, quote by a uh, a friend of ours, uh, Dr. Matt Keener, who said that we need to prepare and we need to anticipate moments. Uh, as quite often, what we do is we fall off a cliff and we try to build a plane on the way down. And that's what that's what a lot of people's lives are like, Mike. Okay, so let's let's talk. Let's again review a little bit of a. a exercise concerning conscious choice and mindfulness that everyone can do. So, Mike, have you ever participated in a mindfulness moment? Just a mindfulness moment. Personally or as a group? Personally. Personally, I, I think of, you know, all the time. Anytime I just kind of step back and just, just observe or I'm trying okay. to just kind of step back and mindfully eat, then my wife realizes I'm ignoring her <laughs> and mentioning my hamburger. And, uh, and, and, you know, something like that. Indeed. So, so and especially, and I think, I think, People do and not know that's what it is, mm-hmm. you know, taking that time and starting to observe the people around you, mm-hmm. for instance, especially if you're stuck on that train in rush hour or something like that. Or sometimes I, I will, um, you know, as you know, I have the, you know, a bit of a commute when we uh, meet for another yes. uh, 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 work thing uh, once a week. And, and that is, to me, you know, hey, you talk about solitary confinement. That's the only time I'm by myself in a thing, even though I'm, I work alone a lot. But that seems so confining to me because I can't do a lot of other things. I have to drive. <laughs> Indeed. And I have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So I start observing. I start paying attention to nice days, seeing the blue sky, wow. noticing the bridge that isn't there anymore, that they just imploded. You know, things like that. And I've really kind of turned that into a different kind of space and moment and, and get some mindful use out of that. Well, sure. And quite often when we talk about people who have a mind in this moment, it's often said, well, focus on, focus on a picture, focus on a thought, focus on uh, a rock, focus on your finger, focus on the end of your nose. However, for some people, this becomes difficult and our minds tend to wander after a short period of time. So I'm here to suggest something to everyone that could possibly be of help, and that's a flame meditation. Have you ever heard of a flame meditation? Mike? No, I haven't. So imagine, let's, let's, let's take a, a small candle. Just a candle, okay? So we, we light it and we have a flame, do we not? Okay. So the flame the flame flickers and the flame moves, does it not? 
does it draw your eye toward it then? Yeah. Okay. Which makes you which makes you focus. A flame also has different types of colors that it goes through as it as it, it combusts. Okay. So you have something that you can really focus on. To, to shut out everything else, shut off. Try to shut off the internal chatter, the noise that's going on between your ears. Uh, so I would suggest to anybody that's having a difficult time keeping their mind focused for a particular length of time, even as long as 30 seconds, try the flame meditation. Try the flame meditation. Focus on the flame. I think that you'll find that your mind drawn to it. So, what what do people do when they? Do people like to sit around bonfires? What do they look at? And the flames, watching the, the, the shapes and the colors and the, how the, the, the light settles on everything because it's something different than a fluorescent bulb that we're typically around. It draws your eye, does it not? Mm -hmm. So that's a focus. When people, when people gather around a fireplace and they put on a fire, what do they do? When they're, when they're around the fireplace, are they watching TV? Nope. What are they doing? They're chatting usually. They're, they're chatting and they're watching the fire. Making pot pies. Indeed. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a little <laughs> off. off so it's a it's it's a focal point that you can you can concentrate on. It's, right. It's it's a help. It's, a, it's certainly a help. Right. So what we're trying to do is make a conscious observation. A conscious observation. So Mike, could you imagine turning your mind into a into a searchlight, in your mind into a into a spotlight? Okay. Okay. So imagine our imagine our minds being a searchlight. Okay. And searching out the particular the particular moment. A search a searchlight's a strong light, is it not? It's focused. Is it not? It's not diffused. It, it focuses right on the particular target. So we can train our mind to be to be a searchlight also. Okay? And what we want to do is we want to practice this, we look for mindfulness markers. Whenever you're whenever you're at a whenever your phone rings, you take a moment for a brief moment of, of mindfulness, okay? When you're at a stoplight, a brief moment of mindfulness, okay? When you're, when somebody calls your name, a brief moment of mindfulness. Whenever you rise out of a chair, a brief moment of mindfulness. Some markers, some type of cues that can go throughout your day. Remember, we're trying to break a lifetime of repeated patterns of behavior, Mike. A lifetime of repeated patterns of behavior. So, Mike, could you tell me the difference between mindfulness and concentration? Concentration, you're focusing in on a topic, on a, on a thought. Exactly. You're processing something. Exactly. It's, it's your brain, it's the gears turning, as they say. So how often did, uh, in school today, did your teacher tell you to concentrate? Every day, every day, you know <laughs> what I mean? And meanwhile, I'm, I'm practicing mindfulness as I'm staring off into space and watching the interesting patterns on the, uh, on the, uh, on the, on the, on the ceiling, you know? What I used to focus on was the clock. <laughs> Where's that? And the clock when I was in school. Where's that, yeah. Hoping that the, hoping it would turn faster. For example. However, what concentration does, it focuses our attention. Mm -hmm. Okay? It focuses our attention. Much like much like a camera, Mike. Okay? You're, you do video work. So do you do you focus? Mm -hmm. You focus a camera, right? Right. So in the same way, you're concentrating the lens, are you not? Sometimes you shift that focus from one object to another within your scope and frame. Indeed. Indeed. So with concentration, it's akin to, to focusing a lens on a camera. We're concentrating and we're, we're focusing the attention. In this case, your mind. 
okay? Focusing our mind, much, much like the lens on a camera. So, and again, it brings our mind into a focus. However, Mike, it's, it's mindfulness. It's mindfulness that is the state of awareness. It's the state of awareness. Concentration can help us focus. Mindfulness lets us become aware. What's good with what's good is focus without without awareness. Right. Okay. For certain. So uh, when we're like that, have you ever have you ever done something, Mike, or sat back in retrospect and thought to yourself, "What was I thinking? What was I thinking?" Yep. Well, uh, let's say that you made a purchase, okay? And then you get home and you say, oh, what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah, you're caught up in the moment. Or you made a comment to somebody and you say, oh, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Or let's say you were trying to impress someone and you made some comment and you got back, oh, what was I thinking? And sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll uh, wear on you as you keep thinking about that moment and, and why, why did you make that moment? Indeed, indeed. Okay, so, and again, what, what is, what is, these are but blind impulses, are they not? They're blind impulses, which is the total opposite of mindfulness, which is the total opposite of concentration, which leads to focus, which leads to awareness. Okay, so what, what we're talking about is a progression. What we were talking about is a progression. So, what we went away again today, Mike, we went over some basics. We went over some things, and what I would like everyone to take away from today, number one, is the simple, the simple tools, particularly the flame meditation. Okay, I would like to, I would like to talk to them about the concentration. Okay, I would like to talk about the concentration leading to focus, leading to awareness. So, the next time, what we're going to do when we get together, Mike, is we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about thought, and we're going to talk about addiction. So, uh, to prepare for next time, Mike, uh, what is an what is an addiction? What's an addiction? It's getting to this point where the choice has been taken away from you, and there's a piece of your brain that you're not terribly in control of making a decision for so you. So, what was that keyword there that we always talk about? Time and choice. Time and choice. So addiction is not necessarily drugs or alcohol. Addiction is when we no longer have a choice. It's when we no longer have a choice. So what we're going to talk to do about that time is we're going to talk about how to deal with our addiction to thinking. Our addiction to thinking and through mindfulness what what we can do about it to to liberate, to, to enhance our lives. So until then, Mike, we'll be together once more. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, PC.